What I want to do in this video is connect traditional Shroud of Turin research with ancient scripture. When I invoke ancient scripture, I'm talking about extra biblical books. And of course, I love extra biblical books. I, I recite from them often here at the Unexpected Cosmology, as well as engaging in whole Bible studies on them. I would like to direct your attention to an entire paper I wrote on the Shroud. I've, of course, written dozens of research papers on different topics. I'd quickly like to thank all of my subscribers, so please subscribe if you haven't already. Like this video. Please comment below. Just, just a simple hello or shalom from under the dome will do. And I thank all my ministry supporters as well. You know, one of the things I love to do is sit here and drink my coffee and have these discussions with you. Freshly brewed, nice and hot. Now, getting back to the shroud, the most important piece of evidence derives from the actual image on the cloth. I'm sure most of you are well aware of shroud research by this point. And so you will once again want to recall that the blood stains and the picture negative if one can even call it that, are two separate things. Without the image, all we would be left with is the blood. The blood is, of course, from the actual body, the flesh of the man touching the cloth, whereas the picture negative is something else entirely. That's why we can say there are two images on the shroud. I highly doubt anybody in Yahusha's entourage would have saved a bloody mess like that, a shroud if it weren't for the witness of his image. Anywhere from 48 to 72 hours into the burial process, the body of the man within emitted a short, intense burst of vacuum ultraviolet radiation, thereby imprinting a perfect photographic negative image. I have read up on the conclusions of these shroud researchers, and what they're saying is nothing short of awe-inspiring. It has been argued by Italian researcher Paolo di Lazzara, that the radiation was ultraviolet and that the instantaneous bursts exceeded the maximum power released by all ultraviolet sources of light available today. It would also require pulses having durations shorter than one forty billionth of a second. The intensities of these pulses would have to be on the order of several billion watts. His body became mechanically transparent in an instant, emitting light evenly from every three-dimensional point within, thereby imprinting an encoded 3D image on the front and the back of the cloth as well as an X-ray. This is why the shroud cannot be reproduced in any laboratory or art studio in the world. And so getting to the sacred scripture... I found an instance when Yahusha glowed in the exact manner which has been described for us by the Shroud researchers. The following day, Yahusha took Kepha, Yaakov, and Yochanan, three of the apostles, to a cave high up on the mountainside where they remained in meditation for three days. On the third day, there's that third day again, while seated in the cave, the others saw the whole body of Yahusha exude a light and become radiant, the colors being blue and white. They were astonished at such an inflow of power, for no other body could have contained it. 
Though manifesting in them also, it was much weaker. The three with Yahusha covered their eyes before the brilliance. And Yochanan said, Master, while the Ruach HaKadosh manifests in us as no more than a faint blue glow, seen only in total darkness, your brilliance is like that of the sun compared with the palest star. Kepha said, It is good for us to have seen this, for now we know how poorly we compare with you. The Book of the Nazarene, chapter 15, verses 36 through 38. Now, if you're unaware of what the books of the Nazarene is and would like to read more of it, it's a phenomenal book. The Unexpected Cosmology is a small-time publishing company. We have this in our bookstore. It's going to be linked below this video. And we were the first to publish the book using the proper name Restorations. Anyways, ultraviolet isn't the same as blue, you will tell me. But UV waves aren't exactly visible to the naked eye either. Blue is. Yahusha's disciples could only describe what they were capable of seeing. Being more brilliant than the sun compared with the palest star is saying something. That is while he was living, mind you. There is nothing in the textbooks which would describe how a dead man can accomplish the same task. Another passage identifying ultraviolet with the resurrection has come to my attention in Bezora Nicodemon. I am always on the lookout for clues, and what happened is I was giving the gospel another read. Actually, I was reading this to my family over Sabbath. How in the world did I never notice the ultraviolet reference before? Well, here it is. And Bezora Nicodemon, in case you're unaware, is the gospel of Nicodemus. Quickly, the scene that is being described here derives from two witnesses, two men who were resurrected at the time of Yehusha HaMashiach when the earthquake came and cracked open the tombs and the dead were raised and came out of it. Well, these two were witnesses to Yehusha HaMashiach coming down to Sheol and breaking open the gates and setting the captives free. And this is how they describe his arrival. And they're being interviewed by the Yahudim, the temple controllers, who want to quickly squash any spreading of news about the resurrection of Yahusha. And so this is what we read. O Adonai Yahusha and Father, who are Elohim, also the resurrection and life of the dead, give us leave to declare thy mysteries, which we saw after death, belonging to thy cross, for we are sworn by thy name. For thou hast forbid thy servants to declare the secret things which were wrought by thy divine power in Sheol. So these two men who are resurrected are saying that they were forbidden to speak of the mysteries of what happened in Sheol, but now they have been given clearance to write them down. And if I'm not mistaken, this whole portion is the written testimony of the two men who in true Torah fashion were taken to two separate locations and they both wrote down their accounts and the two accounts were put together and they matched up. When we were placed with their fathers in the depth of Sheol, in the blackness of darkness, all of a sudden there appeared the color of the sun like gold and a substantial purple colored light enlightening the place. There it is. Presently upon this, Adam, the father of all mankind, with all the patriarchs and prophets rejoiced and said, 
that light is the author of everlasting light who have promised to translate us to everlasting light. Bezor and Nicodemus 13, 1 through 4. I just love it when extra biblical books come together. If you're paying attention, there are two lights which suddenly appear in Sheol. The first is a gold-colored light relatable to the sun, but then the second is ultraviolet, indicating the resurrection of Yahusha as seen on the shroud, which wouldn't be visible to anyone within the material and mortal realm. And of course, this connects with books of the Nazarene. They saw the brilliant lights of the sun with the bluish light. How did I read the Gospel of Nicodemus so often and yet miss it? Apparently, I'm not the only one. I have seen Yahushua's arrival to Sheol portrayed in numerous occasions, and never once was he ever painted from the purple side of the palette. Anyways, that's it for today. Hold on, I need another drink of coffee. I'll be drinking it all day, even when the video is off. Hope you all enjoyed that. Let's do it again.